Stop, you're gonna make, stop making me laugh. <laughs> In life, there are two kinds of people. One who gets up the first second that their alarm goes off and one who hits snooze for an hour and then runs out the door. They somehow meet, find each other, and the rest is history. Or at least that's how our story goes. Do opposites really attract? We think so. This week, I'm having a conversation with my boyfriend Derek on our life and our love together. Grab some coffee, pull up a seat, and get to know us a little better. Hey, 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 fam. I'm so excited for this week's episode because I have my very first special guest, my boyfriend, Derek. I'm so stoked that he wanted to come on this podcast and talk to y'all about our relationship and how we navigate this wild ride. Hi, babe. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. First off, tell everyone listening what you love most about me. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) But really, tell everyone why you have the best idea to come on and do an episode with me. Um, You know, I think your podcast is really awesome. And I've always wanted to come on here and have a a pretty good episode with you. It's an honor to be your special guest. So thanks. I'm excited. So for those of you who don't know Derek and I personally, welcome. We would love to be friends. Let me give you a little bit of a background on our love story. So Derek and I have actually known each other since middle school. We went to the same middle school, high school, and college, but we rarely spoke to one another. Interesting, right? We always knew of each other, but we didn't hang out with the same people and we weren't in the same classes. So picture this. Derek and I both walked similar paths. We grew up pretty close to each other. We graduated the same day. We went off to the same college all at the same time. The entire time, though, I was in a relationship with my now ex-husband, and Derek was also married to his longtime girlfriend. So this is the part where everyone wants the story to get juicy. This is where people want the drama of me saying how we left our marriages to be together, but that honestly couldn't be further from the truth. In 2018, we both got divorced and we ended nine-year relationships. Then in the summer of 2019, after almost 10 years of seeing, of not seeing each other, Derek slid into my DMs and said, hey, how you been? <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, I left that man on red because I thought that it was so random. I legit hadn't seen Derek since high school and I couldn't even remember that the last time I'd even had a conversation with him. So like a month or so later, he ended up adding me on Snapchat. And then one day he slid up on a photo that I posted of my sister and I on my story. Like we're total millennials. Um, So we talked casually for like a month or so. Then we went on our first date and then we've legit been attached at the hip every single day since then. (laughs) We live together now. We have the cutest cat ever named Knox, who's our wild child. So Babe, is there anything that you want to add to my story to get everyone up to speed on us? For the record, <laughs> I do not remember sliding into your DMs. He always says <laughs> that, but I think he just he's just sad that he got denied. It's fine. We're here <laughs> um, now, right? We don't have to dwell on the past, right? True. <laughs> so I love Derek for so many reasons, but one of the biggest is because he's everything that I'm not. 
so he's safe and I'm all adventure. I'm more spontaneous than he is, and he thinks ahead for everything. In the past, we've heard people say that opposites attract, and we actually find that to be true. Derek is so different than what my typical type used to be, but you'd be surprised at how much you could actually have in common with someone who's completely different than you. We both love family time and making our families um, a priority. We both love to hike and to cook and to travel. And we even joke that one day we're going to buy a van and we're going to convert it and quit our jobs and we're going to travel for like at least a year. Anywho, we thought we would take turns asking questions to one another to showcase our differences and how we navigate being each other's yin and yang. So what is it like dating someone who is your opposite? Mm, Okay, let me give you a metaphor. So I'm a balloon. I want to wander where the wind blows me. (laughs) And Derek is the string that keeps me tied to the ground. Where would I be without him? I don't want to know. All I know is that when Derek came into my life, everything finally made sense. He's taught me so many things that I probably haven't even realized until now that I'm actually sitting here thinking about it. Like he always brings a first aid kit with him on hikes. When we go hiking, I always fall or I always cut myself because I'm so clumsy and I always want to go off trail and just do my own thing and find random walkways. But the cool thing is that Derek already knows that this is going to happen. So the planner and him gets prepared ahead of time. So when I fall, which I always will he's already prepared with a (laughs) band-aid yeah so i would have to agree with you that's being very opposite kind of makes things balance out like you said i'm the planner and like to stick to a strict schedule whereas you are kind of just sporadic the same goes with one with money you're very budget friendly where i'm not so much there's plenty of times where i want to buy something off amazon and i ask your opinion just to have you tell me it might not be such a good idea right then and there. So true. <laughs> you talk sense into me, and I need that. Because if it wasn't for you and your input, then I would have to be having Amazon packages arrive daily. <laughs> That's the kind of balance we have in our relationship, and it works everything out. <laughs> That's so true. I always tell them, you don't need that right now. Or just add it to your cart, and then in like 72 hours, if you still want it, then you can purchase it. But don't be, don't be spontaneous. That's funny. That's a really good example that I hadn't thought of. Okay, I'll ask the next one. Would it have worked out if we would have gotten together as kids, Corey and Topanga style? Uh, Well, I don't think things would have ended up very good for either of us. My previous marriage had to teach me a lot about myself and the kind of husband I needed to be in the future. Post-marriage was me learning about myself and getting a lot of things out of my system. Um, things I'm not too proud of, but needed to come out in order for me to have a better future. Those experiences have taught me the woman I needed and I sought for. It also gave me the ability to grow and become a better man. I was able to focus on things and, uh, I won't say that I'm the perfect boyfriend, but right now I think I'm better much than I would have been if we were together as kids. Yeah, I completely agree. So whenever I was typing these questions, I literally wrote out NO in all caps because I had so much growing up to do. I needed to make mistakes and I needed to get it wrong so that way I would figure out how to finally get it right. 
I don't think that I would have appreciated the man that Derek is as an early 20-something-year-old and definitely not in high school or even in middle school, as sad as that is to admit. So being with him now feels like exactly the right timing. Um, it's also very important to me to establish my life and my career and to learn who I was as a single woman. Um, the year post my divorce, prior to Derek and I getting together, was the time that I really got to know myself and really got to figure out who I was and what I was capable of. And I finally realized that I was happy with my own company. And I told God that I didn't want to rush into finding anyone, that it was fine, that he could just take his time. And then boom, here you came. <laughs> so it's funny how God works. Um, I feel like he waits until you're satisfied in him alone and then he gets gives you the desires of your heart. Um, I also don't resent the fact that Derek's been married before because he gets it and I do too. It's understood and it doesn't always have to be explained. And, and that's really, really good because I think that a lot of the time people who maybe haven't been married before, they don't really understand that like sometimes a letter comes in the mail and it has your ex-spouse's name on it. And mm -hmm. I think if you aren't mature in a relationship, then you would be like, what is this about? And we just kind of understand like, yeah, it kind of happens. And <laughs> the, go the government's always going to understand that there's like a piece of you that's tied to someone else. So, Okay. Next question. Why are my hobbies important to you and vice versa? Mm, okay. So Derek loves to play Xbox. Like yep. he is an avid Xbox player and I actually love it. Okay. So prior to being with Derek, this would have annoyed me. Like, honestly, this probably would have really gotten on my nerves, but my life experiences have helped me to change my frame of thinking. So let me explain. Prior to Derek, the kind of guys that I went for were like loud, extroverted, always wanted to be the center of attention, like to be out and about on the weekends, and were definitely the kind of guys who liked me and her and her and her and her. <laughs> so it took me a while to realize that in order to get these kind of guys to notice me, I was going to have to be out and about also, constantly putting myself out there and having to constantly try to be better than my competition. So that obviously became exhausting. And one day I was like, what am I doing? This isn't even the kind of life that I want to live. And this definitely isn't the kind of guy that's going to help me raise kids and take care of me whenever I'm old. So if you have to be out in the calle <laughs> to get a guy, then you're going to have to stay out in the calle to keep him. And I wasn't about to do that. So Derek's favorite hobby takes place inside of our home. So I never have to worry about where he's at at 2 a.m. on a Saturday night or anyone sending me pictures of him and some girl at the club because his escape from reality never requires him to leave the house. So I think it's all about perspective. So I'll continue to support his hobby forever. What about you, babe? Uh, exactly. I feel the same way. I never have to worry about where you're going to be on the weekends that I work. Um, that's always been something in my past that I always stuck in my mind. And I know with you, it's a comforting feeling to know that I don't have to worry about what you're doing or where you're going to be. Um, but for me, it goes even deeper than that. I get so much enjoyment just seeing you enjoy your hobbies. When I watch you read, budget, organize, and even newly baking brings you so much happiness. Um, that brings me happiness to me. I wouldn't have had that much happiness if you're Hobbies were going clubbing, drinking, or smoking. 
I find comfort in the things that you enjoy. And I thank you for the same way. Mm -hmm. I also love including you in my hobbies, even if they may not be your favorite thing. Just to see you try out things um, brings me happiness as well. Although the one time we attempted to play Call of Duty together <laughs> was a little frightening. They were getting so angry. <laughs> but I love fishing, and I love taking you with me to enjoy that. Just to watch you read and fish brings me enjoyment just to see you out there with me. Um, it's those little things that bring me so much happiness. It's awesome. I love to go fishing with you. So fun, fun fact, I guess. Um, Derek actually taught me how to fish. I've never in my life gone fishing before until we started dating. And then um, Derek told me that as a kid, his mom used to always take him and his brothers fishing like all the time. And they would pack like sandwiches and they would just go and like spend the whole day fishing. And that sounds awesome. And it's one of Derek's like most treasured memories, I think, of like him and his siblings and his mom whenever he was little. So it, I knew that it was important to him. And so I wanted to learn how to fish too. And so at first I was like, I don't think I'm going to ever be able to catch a fish. And then once I caught one, I was like, I don't think I can touch it. <laughs> and now I'm all, <laughs> let me add it. So I think the biggest fish that I've caught is what, like a catfish. And it was probably what like... It was the like it's seven inches, or yeah, am I like, like am I exaggerating the yeah, seven? Maybe a little bit. <laughs> okay, like maybe like six and a half. The <laughs> first time we went fishing, you were so scared to touch the worm. <laughs> so you were screaming. Scared. Yeah, that's the thing. I I um touch the worms too now, and I like I get their like blood and guts. Yeah, now you want to cut my worm for me and yeah, put it on my hook. And... Okay, don't worry, I got it. I'll bait your line for you. And <laughs> there's like all this jargon and all these terms now, and I know them, so that's like my favorite thing to do. And I probably would have never in my life gone fishing if it weren't for Derek enjoying it and wanting to include me in his hobby. So thank you, babe. <laughs> okay, so I will ask you the next question first. Um, how do you navigate home life when we have such hard, mentally draining jobs? So I realize there are days when Ashley is drained from her job. Her job takes a big toll on her mentally and physical, physically. And when I know she's having one of those days, I try to do the most at home so she has little to do when she gets home. Um, I know it can be frustrating when you've had a hard day. And then you come home and have to do laundry, have to cook, you know, have to clean, sweep, mop, any of that stuff. And I want to try and take much of, as much of that stress off you as possible. Um, I like to cook, to do the laundry, to clean when you're at work and I'm off, just so you come home and don't have to worry about that. And I just want you to come home and relax. And I also try to be there for her as much as possible. I try to be more loving to her. I want to make her laugh. Um, I'll make a funny face, tell a joke, tickle her, or whatever, just to find that little smile and giggle. Because I believe laughter is a cure for sadness. <laughs> That's so true. Um, so for me, um, I think that Derek is so incredibly patient with me. And he always reminds me the importance of leaving work at work. I'm not good at this at all. And I think it's because I'm so passionate about everything. So when I come home and I tell him a frustrating story, I tend to go right back to that mood. So even if it's something that happened like early in the morning, whenever we sit down for dinner and he's like, tell me about your day, I'll be like, let me tell you what happened. And then all of a sudden I'm right back there again. And so he's really helped me to be able to like separate the story from the emotion. And so I'm trying really, really hard to work on that. But on the other hand, 
Derek works 12-hour shifts, and he also works some weekends. So because of this, he's basically a zombie whenever he's on shift. So for those of you who don't know, Derek's in law enforcement. And so some days he deals with a lot before coming home. So because of that, I really try hard to make our home his safe space every day. Um, where he can just come home and be cozy and just put his guard down and relax and just not really have to worry about anything. Um, something that I know that like Derek has struggled with in the past is like coming home to an empty house and like wondering where your partner is or what they're up to. So for me, it's like really important to like have been checking in with him throughout the day and just making sure that I'm at home whenever he gets home because I also don't want to come home to an empty house either. So I always try to like make sure that I cook the food that he likes to eat like on the days that he's working so that way he can come home and have like one of his favorite meals. And the same, I I know what it's like to come home to a clean house and to be thinking, oh man, whenever I get home, like I need to wash those dishes. And whenever I get home, the first thing that I need to do is like throw in a load of laundry. And so to be able to come home and know that that's already done, it's a really good feeling and it makes me feel very appreciated. So I also try to do like the same thing for him too. And realize that we're not the perfect couple. We're not the perfect people. <laughs> no. Oh, my gosh. I no. <laughs> I don't always say the right things. I don't always – I'm not always nice. Um, I joke sometimes when I probably shouldn't. Um, but Ashley realizes that, and I realize that she's not perfect either, and that makes our relationship better because we we don't expect perfection from each other. Mm-hmm. Um, we accept each other flaws and all. So. Yeah, that's true. Like well, the other day I came home for lunch because um, Derek had been on shift all weekend. And so on Monday, whenever I went back to work, it was his day off. And so I missed him because I didn't really get to see him all weekend. And so I was like, I'm not going to take a lunch so that way I can di- or I'm not going to pack a lunch. So that way, whenever I take lunch, I can come home and I can hang out with you. And I was in the worst mood ever. Do you remember? Oh. I was in such a bad mood. And it was to the point that he was making me lunch and I was sitting at the kitchen table and everything he said, I was just like arguing. And then like our cat would come <laughs> by me and I'd be like, what do you want? Why are you close to me? Ever I just want everybody to leave me alone. And you literally were like, eat your lunch and go back to work and I was like oh my gosh fine so then I got so mean I know and so then I went back to work and I remember like I told my co-workers I was like Derek basically told me to eat my lunch and come back to work because I was being so grumpy and I've been in this mood all day and y'all haven't called me out on it and he did so I'm sorry and I'm gonna try to be better (laughs) (laughs) oh man that's funny okay um on to the next question. What's something you learned about me in quarantine? Um, quarantine is whenever I really learned that you're a planner. So Derek and I actually started living together during quarantine <laughs> um, because when the cases got really bad and I had to start working from home, um, Derek, we like we both were, I guess, essential employees. Um, but I came to work from home and Derek still had to go out and work and be in the field. And so we were like, what if we don't get to see each other? And so we were like, I can't do that. So I remember we were like, okay, well, we're going to move in together. And then I remember Derek's mom was like, if y'all can survive 
quarantine together. And if y'all can make it work, like moving in together right now and being together, like when there's a whole pandemic, then years from now, later on, whenever y'all are married and y'all hit like a rough patch, then y'all can reflect on the fact that if y'all got through a pandemic together, y'all can get through anything. And we're like, yeah, we got this. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, I remember whenever I got that call from my college president that we were going to have to work remotely until it became more safe. Derek actually went to the store with his mom and his dad and he bought more toilet paper, paper towels, and he legit bought a 50 pound bag of beans. Like I'm not kidding. You have to be prepared. (laughs) This is whenever I realized that he likes to plan and prepare. Like before I kind of realized that, like he would be like, Oh, I kind of just need a plan. But whenever like that happened, he was like, all right, If things go bad, we don't have to leave this house for like three months and we'll be fine. And I was like, a 50-pound bag of beans? Like, what are we going to do with that? And so for me, like I'm someone who usually only goes grocery shopping to go get something like once I've already ran out of that item. So this was totally different for me. But I actually love that about him because he thinks of the things that I don't. Um, and actually, funny story, my parents ended up running out of toilet paper shortly after the stores ran out. And so we were able to give them some more if because yeah. Derek planned a little bit ahead. Um, so if we wouldn't have had a little extra, this might have not been the case. And then the same with my tia and Theo and my grandpa. Do you remember? None of them could get beans. Oh, and my tia called me and she was like, the next time you're at the grocery store, can you please get beans? And I was like, hold up. I got you. And <laughs> she thought that you were like the best person in the world because you like saved the day for her. <laughs> what about you? You are all welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, so during quarantine, I learned that the smallest things make Ashley happy. I learned that her love language is quality time. <laughs> Our lives changed drastically when this pandemic started. I always assumed that I needed, I needed to go to a restaurant, to a movie, uh, take Ashley out to something, you know, for a date just to satisfy her. But I've learned that just quality time with her is what she appreciates more. Whether it's watching some of our favorite TV shows together, playing Xbox while she reads, or listening to her budget for the month, that's all she desires and makes me so happy to know that I don't have to be more than than what I think I need to be in order for her to be satisfied. I'm enough for her and she's enough for me and that makes all all the happiness in the world to me and just the little stuff, you know, makes her happy. And that's what I appreciate. And that's what I learned. And so I think that's pretty, pretty big for me. <laughs> I wish y'all could see my face right now. I have a lot to say, but right now this man has left me speechless. <laughs> it's so true though. I do like my favorite thing in the whole wide world is like to be in the living room with you and I'll be reading a book, like whatever my current read is. And, um, like Knox will probably be like asleep right by me or right by you. And then you'll be playing Xbox. And I'm like, look, we're both doing like our favorite hobbies and we're doing them like together, but separate at the same time. So, yeah. Okay. So the last question, I'm not going to answer because this doesn't pertain like to, to me, but, um, recently I went to the doctor and I found out that I actually have anxiety and depression. And so I have been working really, really hard to just be mindful of that and just mindful of my mental health. And this podcast came at like a really good time whenever I was definitely putting my mental health as like a priority. Um, And so Derek and I have talked a lot about mental health 
and um, what it's mm-hmm. like living with a mental illness. And so um, the last thing that I kind of want you to talk about is for you to just share, like, what is it like dating somebody with anxiety um, or like maybe like any advice that you could give somebody who um, is trying to be supportive? Hey, there's not. And there's not going to make a cameo. <laughs> but maybe just like anybody who like wants to be supportive of somebody who like maybe is walking kind of along a similar journey than me. Yeah. So I think there's a stigma around mental illness, um, whether it be depression, anxiety, uh, bipolar, schizophrenia, anything. Mm-hmm. I think anybody has a mental illness and it's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody's going to experience something. Everybody's going to have something. Um, and so the stigma with mental illness is that everybody sees it as that person is crazy. It's a bad thing. They are a lunatic and need help, need to be on medications, and that's not true. Um, everybody has some kind of mental illness. Um, and so there's nothing abnormal about anxiety or or your depression. It doesn't change our relationship. And it's it's not like I'm dating somebody totally different. It just means that I need to... Uh, I need to be different towards you. Um, I need to be more loving, reassuring, and alert to your feelings. Um, there's days that I can tell where her anxiety and depression is really affecting her, and I need to know that I need, I need to take a different approach. So I like to joke a lot with you, mm-hmm. and so I know in those cases and in those times when you're feeling that way, the best approach isn't to joke with you, but to be there, to be more reassuring, loving, to be more kind. And so... Uh, that's what I try to do is just have you focus on the here and now um, and to talk it out. I think uh, for you talking it out really helps you. And for me, it's really important to be a good listener, to be a, to be listening to you and what you're saying and, and, and to give you good feedback on that. Um, but it's mainly just about being there for her. Um, so really dating somebody with a mental illness, depression, anxiety, anything, it's it's not like you're dating somebody different. It just means you got to be different for them, not in a bad way. You mm-hmm. just got to be more attentive to their feelings and be approaching a different way. And that's good for a relationship. You need to have that in order to be, you know, together and make everything work out. So and to be healthy. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You you are a really good listener, and I think that that has been like what's been the most helpful. Um, because you were the one who would notice whenever I would overthink things. And if I would like start spiraling, like if I got a thought in my head and then I started to overthink it and then I would like go down this rabbit hole, you would be like, stop. Mm -hmm. It's not that it's never going to get that bad. And for you being like the planner, it, it made a lot of sense to me whenever you would tell me like stop overthinking it like you don't have to go that far because I'm like okay if the planner in the relationship (laughs) is telling me like it's not that deep then it's probably really not that deep and you're actually the one who like encouraged me to go to the doctor um because I remember like I just like wasn't feeling good and I was just really trying to pay attention to my body because I could tell like something was off um and you were the one that was like then go to the doctor and if she puts you on medication okay take the medication like anytime somebody is sick with anything physical you go to the doctor you get put on medication and it helps you to get better and this isn't anything different so I, really I do want to say that. that being on medication isn't a bad thing. Um, there's a stigma on medication as well, and it's it's completely healthy and normal. And anybody that has to be on medication for, for mental illness, 
It's fun. It's, it's what needs to happen. It stabilizes you. And it's not a bad thing. So. Yeah. Well, thank you for being adaptable and for just being a good listener and for just loving me the way that you do. For sure. Well, thank you for being who you are. Mm-hmm. Thank you for loving me the way you do. Of course. Okay. Well, <laughs> stop being cheesy, guys. One last thing that I want to say, though, is that if you do struggle with um, any sort of like mental illness, or if you think maybe you have anxiety or depression or um, anything similar to that, definitely go and talk to your doctor. Um, do your research prior. Um, I want to do an entire episode where I really dig more into this, um, but I don't think that you should only medicate yourself. Like if your doctor prescribes you medication, mm-hmm. I think that that should accompany um therapy, whether that be online therapy or going and talking to somebody and just practicing like self-care and just really paying attention to the things that are in your control. So I just wanted to say that real quick. So for those of you who invest in our relationship and cheer us on, we are so grateful for you. Do we know everything about one another? (laughs) Not even maybe. Do we argue? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, sometimes. (laughs) But we always talk it out and we'll at least entertain the conversation. So I think the biggest advice that I could give to anyone in a relationship is just to always be willing to see things from another point of view and always be willing to have a conversation about it. So. I'm so thankful that my life didn't go according to plan because then I probably wouldn't have ended up with Derek. So sometimes we end up being thankful for the things that didn't go our way and I'm okay with that. (laughs) (laughs) So tell someone that you love them today and don't forget to include yourself. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Live. As a mental health advocate, I want to encourage you to do something for yourself today. This content is not intended to be a substitute for professional advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your mental health professional or other qualified health provider with any questions that you may have. Never disregard professional advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard. If you are in crisis or you think you may have an emergency, call your doctor or 911 immediately. If you're having suicidal thoughts, call 1-800-273-8255 to talk to a skilled, trained counselor at a crisis center in your area at any time. If you're located outside of the United States, call your local emergency line immediately.